Welcome to How Do You Write? I'm your host, Rachel Heron. On this podcast, I talk to authors about how they write, what their process is, and how their lives fit together. I'll keep each episode short so you can get back to writing. Well, hello, writers. Welcome to episode number 149 of How Do You Write? I'm Rachel Heron. So thrilled that you're here with me as I record. It is November 7th which means it's NaNoWriMo, but we'll talk about that. Uh, speaking of writing a lot of words, today my interview is with Adrienne Bell. She has been on the show before. She's a friend of mine, and she's so fabulous and so inspiring. And believe it when I tell you that she is that inspiring in person. So I am very grateful that Adrienne is on my team. She is doing something new for 2020, and you are invited to participate in it for free. I know I am. It's going to help me write a lot of words. So definitely keep listening for that. As I stutter my way along, um, it is November. Let's go back to that delicious fact. Oh, November, November, November. So it's NaNoWriMo. I am writing a book. I am not editing or revising anything for anyone, which is what I've been doing so much of for the last few months. And as I talked to Jay about on The Writer's Well, my other podcast the other day, it just feels so good to be into the work. I will tell you I'm behind. I am usually behind in NaNoWriMo. It is something that I am kind of proud of that <laughs> that I normally, if I if I win, if I'm actually trying to win and I win, I usually pull it off at the last moment, so that's definitely going to happen this time too. But you're welcome to buddy me over there. I'm Rachel Heron over there, I believe. You can find me. And watch me uh, continually be behind in my words. But it feels so good. I am just writing for fun. Today, this morning when I was doing my words, I was looking down, and it was one of those moments again where I... I thought to myself, no one would believe how bad these are. My competitive spirit rises and I think nobody can write this badly. There's nobody. So I am a little proud of how badly I'm writing. I have to remind, remember every single time that this is my process. I write an obscenely ugly book. It is literally impossible to read. And later I fix it. And that is my favorite part. So that is where I get to shine. But instead of hating first drafts, I don't do that anymore. I have chosen not to hate first drafts. I have chosen to love first drafts. And so far, the first week of November, which is always the best week of DanaRimo, has gone wonderfully. Although I'm behind. Second and the third week are always a little bit iffy. You're getting your muscles back. Your muscles are sore from writing so much in so little time. I know a lot of you listeners are doing NaNoWriMo. If you are, I would love it if you just tweeted me at Rachel Heron or dropped me an email to tell me how it's going. Is it your first time? The first time NaNo? Oh, some beautiful magic. But I swear to you, NaNo sparkle doesn't go away. It just keeps sparkling. So that is what I've been doing. And it's fantastic. I love being back at my desk. I love being right here. I would like to say thanks some new patrons over on patreon.com slash Rachel. And I haven't mentioned anybody 
this goes back more than a month. So quite a list of names here to whom I am very, very, very grateful that you help keep me in the seat and keep doing this podcast. And even more importantly, keep writing those essays, which I love to write. The last one that came out was about a mattress. It was a story of a mattress and I've gotten really good response for it. If you'd like to join, you can always go read all the essays over there. But thanks to Sam Rory, Kathleen Sullivan, Lisa A. Young, Judith A. Allison, Ivan H., uh, Ishani Sen edited their pledge up. Thank you very much, Ishani. Uh, Jeff and Will, you know Jeff and Will, of the Big Gay Fiction Podcast and the Big Gay Fiction Writers Podcast. I may have gotten the words wrong on the writer's one, uh, but I'm soon to be on it. So I'm very pleased about that. They edited their pledge up also. And thank you, boys. Let's see. Lefty, darling Lefty Aube, edited her pledge up. And thank you to Corey Whitmore and Tammy L. Brightweiser. Hi, Tammy. Thank you. Thank you all of you so much for helping to support me. Um, I will mention really brief- briefly that the people who upped their pledge this month might have done it because I'm starting a new thing. I mentioned it last week. It's going into effect next week. The mini podcast. I'm going to try to have a mini podcast every week or every other week where I answer people's questions who pledge at the $5 level and up. Basically, I'm your mini coach. You can use me for as many questions as you want, and I will answer them on the podcast. Yes, that means that everybody who listens gets the benefit of your questions. However, I will be answering you in particular, and you can always ask me anything you want about the creative life, about writing, about depression, about really anything that I like talking about, which is basically everything. You get to do that at the $5 level over at patreon.com slash Rachel. The reason I am doing that new level and the reason I'd love you to support me at that level is that I stopped coaching and I've lost quite a bit of money from that. I really, really need to have that energy though to continue writing a lot of words in a couple of different projects that I'm working with. So I stopped the Patreon coaching, which pretty much cut my Patreon in half. So if you were moved to pop up to the $5 level, I'd love to be your mini coach. And no matter what, you will get the podcasts. And thank you to everyone supporting on Patreon. It really means the world to me. So with no further ado, let us jump into the interview with Adrienne and her new project, which might be your new project, in which case we'll be in the same Slack channel talking about that new project. So onward, happy Nano, happy November, even if you're not doing Nano, and I hope you get some fun writing done. We'll talk to you soon. Well, I could not be more pleased today to welcome to the show my friend Adrienne Bell. Hello, Adrienne. Hello, Rachel. How are you? I'm so glad to see you. You've been on the show before. You are a friend of How Do You Write and a very good friend of mine. So I'm thrilled to see you. And you are doing something new and different that we're going to be talking about because I think my listeners will be very interested in it. But first, let me um, remember to move the microphone closer to my mouth and give you an intro at the same time. So... (laughs) 
People all over the country are turning down their volume. Uh, Adrienne Bell is the author of over a dozen action-packed romantic comedies. Her love of story structure led her to create Plot MD, a system for creating compelling stories. She is also the co-host of the fabulous weekly podcast, The Misfits Guide to Writing Indie Romance with Eliza Peak, which if you write romance, you should be listening to. Adrienne lives with her family on the far edge of the San Francisco Bay Area, where she spends her downtime reading, watching nerdy television and scrolling through disneyland fan sites hello (laughs) hello friend (laughs) you do so much plus you have two kids and all of this and now you're taking on this new creative endeavor yes recently we were in um we were getting a burger together and you mentioned this idea and I and the friends around us basically freaked the hell out. And will you please tell us about what you're doing in 2020? Sure. So uh, what I personally am doing in 2020 is it is my year to write half a million words. Damn. Um, <laughs> Can you tell us where that comes from? What it, yeah. Where does this okay. motivation come from? So um, this came from the fact that uh, my 2019 has not been a good year for me writing wise. Um, and you are very uh, prolific. So this is a little bit anomalous. Yeah, it's uh, I've never been as prolific as I've wanted to be, um, which, you know, we'll go into a little bit later. That's part of the problem. Um, and I really just had a very bad writing year. I didn't get as much done as I wanted to get done. Um, I stalled out in the middle of projects. I had a hard time getting things going and off the ground. Uh, it seemed like I had a lot of energy, but that energy didn't know where it wanted to go or end up where it was going to land. Mm -hmm. Um, so I've always been a big fan of halves. I don't know why I just, Whole things scare me, but halves don't. So I thought I can't write a million words because I know that there are authors that do that. I'm going to write a million words this year. Um, That was not doable to me. And in my mind, I knew that I could not achieve that. So I thought I will do a half a million words. And then I thought um, there's no way I'm going to be able to do this on my own. Right. Um, I will do that thing that I did this year where I get going and I start and then I, I sputter out. Mm -hmm. So I started thinking about how I wanted to do it and what I wanted to do with it. Um, and one of the first things that came up is that the way things are sort of geared right now, when you start writing projects, there's a lot of stuff out there for do it now, do it faster, get it done, have it out. And that wasn't working with me. That was one of the things that just wasn't working. Mm -hmm. I could not, I could not sustain that for a long period of time. I could get about a week, maybe a week and a half in there of doing, you know, 4,000 words a day. Oh, Right. You know, and then it was just empty. Everything inside me was just empty. And I would spend a week taking a week off. Yeah. For me, I feel like when I do that kind of prolonged, crazy headlong rush, um, this gate goes up in my brain and it says, no, the ideas are closed. Yes. You must go rest or get a migraine. Like you, you have, we're not giving you any more ideas. You don't have. Yes, exactly. And I think we're really geared right now as sort of a culture 
to get things done now, get it faster. And if you're not busy, then you're somehow losing out and you're not doing it right. And you're going to fall behind and you're not winning, you know? So that led me to think in that way and trying to find resources for that sort of thinking. I was having a hard time finding them in the writing world. So I decided if I can't find it, I might as well make it. Because I can't be the only one, right? You are obviously not the only one. (laughs) Yeah. So I got this idea about, you know, the tortoise and the hare. Everything right now is very hare focused. It's go, go, go till you crash. If you don't write a book every month, then you are, you might as well quit. Exactly. Yeah. That is the hare. That is a really skinny, stressed out, cracked out hare. Exactly. So I decided that's not what I want to focus on in 2020. I want to focus on taking that hair mindset that's, you know, sort of been put on me and changing it into a tortoise mindset, which is incremental change that builds over a long period of time. So putting that with the 50, you know, the, I'm sorry, the half a million words, I'm stuck in nano. I'm like 50,000 well, words. <laughs> and to be and to be honest what you're talking about is 10 nanos over the course of a year. So that still sounds like a lot to me. Well, the thing is that's what I'm doing. Right, right, right. Explain right? explain more about this. So that's where this seed came from, but when I was talking to you <laughs> and our friend Shannon and our friend Sophie about it, we started to think about other ways to put that because there's a lot of people out there that don't want to write half a million words and that's totally fine. And so we came up with the concept of, you know, it's your year to write hella words. I love that. (laughs) Hella is a word from the Bay, from where we live. And it's incredibly malleable. You can use it to describe so many things. My hella is not your hella. Hella is usually upbeat. It's usually very positive. It's something that's happening. It's got a lot of energy in it, but it's very malleable. You can use hella to mean whatever you want it to mean, and I can use it to mean whatever I want it to mean. Because my situation as a a professional writer, someone who this is my day job, Mm -hmm. my days are going to look very different than someone who has to go work a nine to five and then come home or someone who works in retail and has odd hours and then has to come home and write. I have, Um, um, oh, sorry. I have students that have nine to fives and they've never written before. And to them, hella words in a year would be 25,000. And that would be amazing, right? Exactly. And it's wonderful. So it's taking the time that you have, making it a very realistic plan of what it is. What can you write? Can you write 500 words Monday through Friday and then a thousand words every weekend? If you do that, you come out with over 200,000 words in a year. Wow. More than two books, more than or three books. That is hella words. (laughs) That's hella words. And so it's this idea that it doesn't have to be right the second, right now, take all of your insides and pour them out. And if you're not doing that, then you're losing. It's, it's taking these tortoise like steps. It's about showing up every day. It's about learning to trust yourself. It's about learning to be patient with yourself. 
It's about learning to believe in yourself and your own value and your own worth. And that's sort of what it's morphed into. It's become so much bigger than just this idea of half a million words, Mm -hmm. but that through taking these little incremental steps, things build and they build. And then all of a sudden what you have a few months in are a few hundred thousand words. And, you know, after that, at the end of a year, you can have, you can have half a million words. You can have 250,000 words. You can have a hundred thousand words. What is this going to, what does your math look like for this? For you personally, Adrienne Bell, what is, are you going to write every day? Um, what is your word goal for this? I am going to write every day, but only for one year. Only for one year. <laughs> All right. That sounds crazy. Number one, um, only for one year, I'm going to write every day that, uh, and the reason I, I, the reason I react like this and you know, this is that I am incredibly diligent when I'm writing a first draft. Um, yes. but when I'm just kind of screwing around trying things, I can go mm-hmm. for days or weeks and I'm not proud to say this, but I'm a full-time writer and I won't write first draft. I just, it, nothing will come out of me. So the, okay. I, the idea of writing every day is something I am so attractive, to, attracted to, and I've never been able to pull it off. Yeah. So tell me how you are going to approach that. And this, does this start January 1st? It does start January 1st, but honestly, I started in October with practicing oh, and I'm treating NaNoWriMo sort of as a boot camp. I love that. Because the NaNoWriMo daily goal is larger than my daily goal will be for my Hello Words project. What is your daily goal over that year? 1370. That sounds completely doable to me. Exactly. 1370 a day. That's all I have to do. So I'm not thinking of it as, you know, I will do 1370 every day for a year. Okay. It's that I have to wake up on January 1st and do 1370. Then once I go to bed that night... I have to wake up on January 2nd and I have to do 1370. It's just, it's like one day at a time as we it, use it in recovery. Just, it is just like one day at a time. I have never quit drinking. I have only quit drinking for today. Exactly. Because if I so, thought about doing it for the next year, I would stab myself in the eye. And that's what yeah. happens to me on these big get it done all at once projects. It becomes too big. Mm-hmm. So I'm not looking at that. I'm looking at smaller chunks and just saying, I just have to do this much today. So, um, we've, there's actually a Slack channel that's involved in this and it's come up a couple of times in the conversation, which is nice, which is, you know, you sort of have to know what kind of writer you are and you can use this prep time to figure it out because I'm very focused on just naturally on first drafts. I write sort of clean first drafts, but they take me a long time to write. Mm -hmm. 1370 will take me about three to three and a half hours a day to write. Mm-hmm. Okay. See, and I can do that in like 45 minutes and it's the ugliest. Like yeah. the, there, there's no sentence in there. There's barely any periods. It's just, <laughs> you know, it takes a long time to, to fix later. So that's sure. really interesting. Everybody is going to vary exactly. even on that point. Yeah, exactly. So what is, what words are you going for? Are you going for clean words by the end of the year? Or are you going for first draft words? Um, so for me, it's my words come at, start out cleaner, but they take a long time. So my plan is to do my 1370 in the mornings and then do revisions on another project for a few hours at, in the afternoon. And then there will be some time put aside for the marketing of my career. (laughs) 
But then I also plan to be done by six o'clock. And that is a big deal for me because I have not been able to strike that balance. And so far in practicing, I've been able to do it. So I've been able to craft, which I haven't been able to do for a long time. I've been able to read, you know. It's little things like that, but that's really what I wanted to get out of this was some sense of balance. And I couldn't get that with the frantic, do everything now, be everything to everyone. So switching to that turtle mindset, that tortoise mindset has really helped. Oh, this is so attractive to me. Um, My problem when I'm writing on a really regular basis, like, you know, 1500 words a day or a thousand words a day or whatever, and, and keeping it going is that... Um, every once in a while I have to stop and replot because my plot has gone completely <laughs> off the rails. You know, I started in New York yeah. and now I'm in Baja and I don't know how I got there. Yeah. Um, w- talk to me about your, your process for working on that because you are doing a little bit of pre-gaming on that too, right? I am. That's why I'm starting now. I will be, I'm planning on writing a outline for everything that I'm going to write in 2020. And I'm planning to have all of those outlines done by January 1st. Oh, that must feel really good. I did say plan. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So what if- I, I'm going to try to make that happen. And that means that when I wake up in the morning, I will know what I'm going to write that day. Huge. But it's only 50-50 because just like you, I get there and it, it doesn't quite work. But at least then I have a roadmap and hopefully that'll help. But, you know, I'm sure so many things are going to go wrong and not to plan (laughs) during this year, (laughs) which is why I'm keeping a blog about it. And we'll see what happens and what pitfalls happen along the way. And hopefully, you know, I believe in honesty in this sort of stuff because we're all in this together and sugarcoating it does no one any good. So... Will you allow yourself in your rules um, to write words in advance or to catch up on words if you miss them? Or do you just like pick up clean and say, all right, 1300 more words today? Or No, it, for me, it's going to be 1370 mm-hmm. every day. Um, and I, it's fine if anybody else, how anyone else structures their year is is fine. What I really want people is to be strategic and to think about their own needs instead of someone else's needs. Mm. That's it's weird, but that really what makes me happy <laughs> is when people um, really figure out what they need for themselves and start to put down their flag for that. For me, it's about learning to show up. Um, a lot, I think I've missed mm. out on a lot of things in life because I haven't shown up for them. And to me, this is about showing up every day. So one of the things that I'm going to do is on January 1st, I'm putting a push pin in my wall and a paper clip. And every single day when I finish my 1370, I will put another paper clip on the chain. And my entire job for all of 2020, my only job is to never break that chain. That that's some my reason, one job. That makes me kind of want to cry. Like that's so beautiful. <laughs> it really, it really does. And I'm very moved by you saying this about showing up because I have. Oh, I'm I'm really good at not showing up. I'm yeah. I'm excellent at it. I love to take weekends off. Um, that is one of the things that I have always put a flag in as a full time writer. I take weekends off. Yeah. However, and that's fine. it's fine, and I believe that. I love that. However. 
it makes me very capable on a random Tuesday when there's just a lot of stuff coming into my email to say, oh, this is another day I don't write. And then it's Thursday. Oh, this is another day I don't write. And I'm very attracted and scared of, but still attracted by this idea of copying you and not not necessarily in terms (laughs) of words. I haven't done my math or anything like that, but to try to write every day, even if my goal was to write a certain number of words five days a week, but to also write some words on the weekend, yeah. even if it's just 50 words, because I really sure. feel like not showing up is something that that hurts me in my writing yes. life and not, nobody else. I'm only speaking about me. And that's a hard thing for, let's face it, women and especially women in the arts to do. Because when we say we don't show up, what we're saying is we don't show up for ourselves. We show yes. up for everybody else. Absolutely. You... I always show up for everybody else. Exactly. Yeah. I will show up for everyone else. And that's where my writing time was going. Um, of course, there are things in my life that I I will always show up for other people. I have a family. I have children. I will always show up for my family. I will always show up for my children. But one thing that I can do to teach my children their own worth is to say, when you want to create something, if you want to make something, you have to believe in it and you have to carve out the time. Believing in that, you have to believe in yourself and you have to show your kids that you can do that, Yeah, you know, and that there are things that are important and that what's inside of them is important. And the only way you can do that is by showing them that what's inside of you personally as a parent is important. That's gorgeous. And I, I, I don't have kids, so I don't have that, but I just kind of extrapolated it to a much less um, romantic or poetic idea that if somebody, you know, like a, an old boss of mine, if yeah. it was in my job description to write 1300 words a day, I wouldn't even think about it. Yeah, It exactly. would just, it would happen every single day without fail. And I would not resent it. I would not yeah. dread it. I just, that's just part of my day. I brush my teeth because it's required in society yeah. and in my mouth. It doesn't, mm-hmm. I don't resent it. So I might just kind of trying to change my thinking around this. Oh, this is why yeah. I wanted to talk to you about it. Um, what <laughs> they're else? big ideas, and but they're 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 not sexy. Like you can't. It's it's hard to be like you know. No, when I find we them want sexy. Incremental and sustainable growth. <laughs> when do we want it? Over a period of months and years, you know. It's <laughs> I it's hard to rally parade. around, but <laughs> I think in the long term it's sustainable. So talk to me about the Slack channel because I only just joined. So I haven't actually had too much time to poke around in there. Is that going to be? And so I, first of all, um, people know it from listening to my podcast, but I'm a huge fan of Slack channels. It's kind of taking over the space where Facebook groups used to be. And I just hate Facebook as a concept and I don't go there enough. Even if I, I have a Facebook group over there and I've completely abandoned them for the sake of the Slack channel. Um, so what have you found with the Slack channel? What do you like about it? What's what's working? What's nice is we have a, a, a fun group of people that are over there now. So what you do is you go to the uh, website, which is writehellowords.com. Writehellowords.com. There's a button there that says join Slack channel. And um, all you have to do is tell me a little bit about yourself. Not, not crazy, just enough so that um, we make sure that the channel stays for writers. Not spam bots. Yeah, exactly. Um, And then once you're in the Slack channel, it's a lot of people that are talking about, um, you know, what they're writing today, what their word count goals are, how they're prepping. 
Um, there are different channels on there, different threads for if you need encouragement, if you want to celebrate your successes, different ones for plotters and for pantsers. Um, the only rules that I have are very simple. There don't be a jerk. Um, I love it, that rule box that, that you had in there. <laughs> um, and I, and, and tell us what you compared yourself to. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm the yard duty of this playground. <laughs> So I don't want to have to blow my whistle. So just don't make me blow my whistle. I do not F with the yard duty woman. No, no I never did. I never no. will. If she tells nope. me what to do, I will do it. And I love, but that, but what you're doing in that too, is you're presenting a safe space. People know the rules. Yeah. They know that mm-hmm. you're going to protect them if anything lurk, pops up. But honestly, in all of my writing groups, Knockwood, I've never had a problem with jerks in there. And I yeah. predict that you will not either, but, but you yeah. have those rules in place. Exactly. So. Just don't, just don't be a jerk. And if you can be not a jerk, then you're welcome to play on our playground and figure out if this is for you and how, you know, to make best and productive use of your 2020. Do you think that people will come in and use the Slack channel every day as like an accountability thing? Like I did my words. Check. Some people have. Yeah. Some people have. And some people have only poked their heads in a few times. It's, it's like a turtle. What's, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what's nice is nice of, it's an ever changing thing. So it can be whatever you want it to be. Um, and people are using it to their needs and they're adapting it just like they're adapting their word counts. Yeah. And so that's the part that I've really enjoyed about it is that people are going there and they're not afraid to say, this is what I need from this. Um, and then those that can give it are giving it. And it's just starting. Like what yeah. we are recording this in November. Uh, if mm-hmm. listeners, so say, say this, if listeners want to practice during nano, but they didn't even sign up for nano, mm-hmm. they could still jump on board, right? They're, you they're can st- jump on in on board and at any time, let's say you find this video and it is March of 2020 and you're brand new onto this idea and you're like, Hey, did I miss the train? No, you're fine jump on board at any time. Um, these are just random goalposts. You are the one that's in charge. You can make it start and stop whenever you want to get off. What I really love about this is the whole idea of us showing up for ourselves. Yes. That's just saying it like that <laughs> is so inspiring to me, you yeah. know? And a little scary, I will admit. Like, yes. I'm still practicing saying that to myself. I'm yeah. like, I am doing these words, not because I have to, but because I want to, because this is who I am. Oh. <laughs> and that's really hard to say, even after, what, 10 years of, of writing? Yeah. Yeah. It's it is very so difficult. That is fascinating. Okay. So um, I am on board to write Hello Words. Uh, let's tell people again where we can go. WriteHelloWords.com is where it all kicks off, right? Exactly. And go is, to WriteHelloWords.com and you can read more about it and you can join the Slack channel from there. And is that where the blog is also? That is where the blog is and where all updates will happen. Can I make a suggestion already? Of course I will. Can. I will never remember to go to a blog ever, ever, ever. But I, go, I look at Slack every day, all day, basically. And mm-hmm. maybe you could do a blog channel and double post them over on the site to grab people and also in Slack so we could read them in there. Oh, think about it. Yeah. You're like, Rachel, I did not ask for your advice. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've been giving notifications in there, but I haven't been. Oh, notifications work too. Notifications work too. So I can always click over because what I really want to do is to follow your process 
as well and follow what's yeah. in your head. And I know we're friends and we're going to hang out and you're going to tell me about it, but I also just kind of want to see how you're doing this. I find you always so inspiring and in this really, really, really inspiring. And I appreciate it because I feel like this is something that I have really needed for myself and you're providing a t- container for that. Thank you so much and for giving me the space to tell other people about it. Yes. So please, listeners, come on over, introduce yourselves, and um, let's play. Let's do this. Let's make 2020 very surprisingly awesome. Yes, exactly. Thanks, Adrienne. (laughs) Thank you so much. We will be talking soon. (laughs) All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of How Do You Write? You can reach me on Twitter, Rachel Heron, or at my website, rachelheron.com. You can also support me on Patreon and get essays on living your creative life for as little as a buck an essay at patreon.com slash Rachel, spelled R-A-C-H-A-E-L. And do sign up for my free weekly newsletter of encouragement to writers at rachelheron.com slash write. Now go to your desk and create your own process. Get to writing, my friends.